Don't think you have the wrong station. You are at the right station or podcast. That's barbershop.talk podcast. What we have decided to do, we're going to promote our sponsor, which is King Cap, and we're going to play several of his tunes. Again, if you like it, go to Spotify. But this is barbershop.talk podcast. And the way that we operate is if you talked about it in the barbershop on Saturdays, we're going to talk about it today. My name is Jay Rod, and I am at Out the Way Studio, located in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I am joined with my co-host, KC. Thank you, Jay Rod. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.talk podcast here in Out the Way Studio. I look forward to presenting topics we discuss in the shop, as well as the manner in which we discuss them. This would include the gamut from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of barbershop talk. Man, I tell you what, Casey, that King Cap, he do be cutting it up. Oh, man, he, he got it bouncing up in here. Yeah, he be cutting up a little bit. This kind of his latest tune. It's a couple of months, but it's going strong. Again, if you have any interest in anywhere, uh, if, you are, uh, if you have any interest, just go ahead and go to Spotify or any other platform. Uh, that plays his tunes. Now, with that being said, Casey, you know I jumped right on into our topic because, again, if they talked about it in the barbershop, we're going to talk about it on our podcast. We must. Yes, indeed. <laughs> this topic, is, you know, I, I really get a thrill when the old school talk to the young school. Uh, what do you call the school in between? Middle school? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So old school, young school, and middle school. <laughs> I kind of like that tone. But they was talking about, um, first of all, it started off when they was talking about their first job. right? Because mm-hmm. Our first job and an old school first job is a little different. So I'm, I'm kind of curious. You know, What was your first job? My first job. My first job, I really wasn't even looking for a job. I was at the mall. Wow. I was leaving the mall. And I saw this um, fast food place, and I wanted a drink from that place. Okay. I went there, and while I'm in line, I, uh, I hear one of the workers there talking to one of the other customers in front of me, asking if they wanted to work there because they have an opening. And I'm like, well, shoot, okay. I can't wait till I get up there and they ask me. And ask me anything. <laughs> Just, so, what do you want? We'll get it for you so you can be on your way. <laughs> That's pretty confusing. So, I, <laughs> so I had to interject. Uh, excuse me. Do y'all are y'all uh, offering any applications right now? Taking any applications? And uh, and the lady's like, "Well, yeah, we are." You know. So I applied for the job. All right. That's good. And uh, you know, I filled out the form. And said, well, our manager's here. You know, if you're not in a hurry, I can let our manager know. And uh, she may come out and interview you now. I said, okay. Oh, all right. So this place was a Dairy Queen. <laughs> and a Dairy Queen. It was a Dairy Queen. Soft serve ice cream. Well, well, we had sandwiches, you know, you know, all kinds of stuff. But uh, so it was owned and operated by some Koreans. Oh, okay. And their only experience with uh, African-Americans was uh, was strictly through TV. So she was, you know, she had the paper and she came out and she was looking at it and then she saw me and I could see her whole expression change. Uh-oh. So we, uh, 
uh, I was sitting down at one of the tables and she came over and immediately she started telling me reasons why I wouldn't want to work there. <laughs> like, <laughs> man, this is how job interviews go. You know? <laughs> there it is again. We're confused. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and it just so happened that on this particular day, it happened to be report card day. And, oh. you know, I was in high school, you know, we had these, uh, those paper report cards and stuff. And, and so my, uh, I had, I went to the mall straight from school. So along with my other stuff that I had with me, my report card was, was there and she recognized that it was a report card, you know, it was upside down to her, but she recognized there was a report card. And so she asked if she could, uh, look at it. I said, I don't care. I handed it to her. And then she was like, oh. Oh, oh, and now, see, wait, I'm gonna have you pause there just for a second because <laughs> okay. I know you was a bright guy in high school. So when she's seen that report card, her whole attitude changed. It did. <laughs> <laughs> and and what followed was some very racist statements. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But I was trying to get this job, so I was letting them slide. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, you know. Oh, that sounds pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> because uh you know, she said, you know, you're smart. And I'm thinking, cool, yeah, yeah, lady, yeah. Not like other blacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. But, you know, but I said, but the time might be changing. I might be getting this job. So I, I held back, you know. She goes, I never hide black. Never, never. You know, she had this accent. I'm thinking, hey, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> you know, she goes, but. I'm thinking maybe, and she looks at the report card again. I think we're gonna try you. We it was just you. <laughs> you the one never had. You know? That's terrible. <laughs> what a first job experience. That is terrible. So that was my first job, but and you know, and actually, after I started working there, you know, we developed, uh, you know, a good working relationship and. I was able to uh, to talk to her about some of those things and expand uh, and broaden her opinion of the black community as a whole, not just me. You know. Oh, okay. Well, that, that was a that was a good thing, right? That, that's that's winning. All right. Yeah. Well, I I tell you what <laughs> is that I, I can't top that with my first job. I'll, I'll tell you about my first job because it was at my my high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I went to Tech High School here in Indianapolis, one of the largest high schools at the time. And uh, our job was to... Well, hold on for you. Tell me. I bet I know. What? Retrieve all the bullets. No. <laughs> oh, you're, you're a funny man. You're a funny man. Okay. That was simply ugly. You're ugly, and you're ugly, and your mother ugly, and your sister ugly. You just plain old ugly. That was ugly. The answer is no, but it was something similar. Okay. We had to pick up the trash and stuff. <laughs> that was our job. Our job was to uh, clean up the camp. So, uh, you know, and in fact, our supervisors were our, our teachers. But but I got to tell you something that, well, I thought I learned something at the job, but I was completely, completely wrong. Okay. Is that now my coworkers were my friends, right? I mean, it was classmates. We went to school together. Right. So now we all had different levels of, of working, and this is my first job. So we sit down, and when we get paid on Fridays, and on lunchtime, a guy, they used to stand up and say, hey, I'm going to splurge, and they leave. Mm-hmm. Right, they just leave. Yeah. So I thought that splurge means goodbye. 
Everybody lines up. Hey, let me get the two corn dogs. <laughs> they turn around, you gone. Yo, he set us up. I ain't got that kind of money for two corn dogs. <laughs> I kid you not. And I was saying that for a long time, you know. A long time. Yeah, I'm going to leave class for a teacher, right? So, okay, I'm going to splurge. <laughs> After class got up, hey, let's follow him. <laughs> That's where the party's at. I had no idea what that meant. I was just trying to follow suit. I was trying to be, yo, I'm going to splurge, man. You're going to splurge. Not that kind of splurge. I feel so bad. I feel so bad when I found out the real meaning. Uh, splurred. Yeah. Was just, you know, it, it was simply a bummer, man. I said, "Wow, bummer." <laughs> so anyway, that's why I started my first job. So, but that's what I learned from that. Now, now, speaking, speaking of things that we have learned on the job, when I got older, actually inexperienced, I actually started learning some very vital lessons for the job. Mm-hmm. And so I had some uh, uh, some other folks involved in this, and they was telling us. But they learned on the job, and I we have that on recording. But before I get to recording, what are some of the things that uh, – well, you've been in the workforce for a while now, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, share with our listeners, what have you learned? What lessons have you learned on the workforce? Okay, this is number one. This is important for everybody. Never forget this. When you mess up some paperwork, don't throw it away in your trash can. Take it somewhere else and throw it away. <laughs> Oh, come on! <laughs> uh, okay, on, on the series. Uh, this is going to be for young, career-minded people in their mid-20s. If you're at a job, you should be learning a lot on that job or being well compensated or both. But if it's neither, you need to leave that job and go get another one. Oh, that's, that's, that's a lot of wisdom there. So you're saying those, that's the purpose you should be on the job? Yes. All right. That's pretty serious. Mm-hmm. You you want to be growing, learning stuff, acquiring skills and knowledge that's going to enhance your career. Okay. Or you want to be getting paid nicely so that whether you learn something or not, it's rewarding. It's worth your time being there. And, you know, and, and it'd be nice if you get in both of those things. But make sure you get in at least one of those things. And if you're not, Find another job. All right. Well, here, let's, let's just uh, talk to some of our clients. I will be have recording of uh, things you have learned, being something your job has taught you that you never forget. Something a job has taught you that you will never, ever forget, no matter what. Oh, my God, simple. Don't do anything outside of your job description. Yeah, you heard that. Don't do anything that does not pertain to your job title. Why? Because most of the time, you will not be acknowledged, recognized, or even get a raise for going out of your way and going an extra mile above and beyond for these unappreciated managers, because most of the time they already have favorites and it's probably not you. 
it's usually the laziest person in the office who they actually love and they'll take to lunch and they'll take like an hour and a half lunch and you are just here rolling out the red carpet for these managers that will not even show you appreciation. So stick to your title and stop trying to prove them something because baby, if they're making you do all this extra work, it's not because they believe in you. It's because they simply know that they can manipulate you. Wow. Yes. <laughs> well, tell me how you really feel. Yeah, I think there is some wisdom in there, but also I think she's working out some frustration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree because it's not like that happened to her. But there is an element of truth in there. Oh, yeah. Is that a lot of times that, and it's unfortunate, is where sometimes a good old boy network or they call it favoritism mm -hmm. they are the ones that have a tendency to get the promotions however they don't want to have the least ability and, and that's that not is, right no <laughs> no that's not right at all but unfortunately that happens a lot now sometimes when people are complaining about that scenario yeah. you know they, they're not crying they're, you know they're not even like crazy probably it actually happens <laughs> it's quite often. Yeah. Quite often. But that's a true exposure. But, you know, part of what she's saying has an element of truth, you know, because the thing is, is that, you know, you should you should work to your job description because that's what you're being compensated for. And a lot of times in today's environment, and I want to stress in today's environment, sometimes when you go beyond, it, it isn't a good investment, depending on the organization you work. So I, I, I kind of feel her a little bit. Well, we're saying that. Let's just listen to some other of our listeners and what we got recorded here. Okay. See what they have to say. All right. Who's up? Tell me something a job has taught you that you will never, ever forget, no matter what. So in my last district where I taught, we needed to be at work by 8 o'clock. And the student's time was 8.10. A little bizarre, but just follow me. So every day I would show up at like 6.30 in the morning. I'd beat the custodians there sometimes, and I would often stay late. Now I had two small children at home, and one week it was an exceptionally difficult week. After years of showing up at 6.30 every morning, I showed up at 7.30 for this week. Mind you, still a half an hour before I was supposed to show up. My principal got so mad at me by Friday, she was like, you're coming in awfully late these days. She's saying it to me as other teachers are actually arriving late to the job. Like actually their kids are sitting there waiting with nobody in the classroom. And that's when I realized when you do extra, it becomes an expectation and I never showed up early for work again or stayed late. Wow. Uh, yeah. 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 In her case, I think you were an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> she was a complete idiot showing up at 630. She was dedicated to those kids, uh, J-Rod. Now, unfortunately, the principal didn't value what she had been doing. And that was just, you know, that was dreadful. I, I, well, I still say she was a... You're an idiot. <laughs> she was an idiot. <laughs> going at 6.30. You know, no, on the serious side, I will tell you, it, it is a kind of like, a, now her case, you know, at least the principal knew. Mm -hmm. But... From my experience being in workplace, because I'm an early person, I'm an early person. So I come in, like when I'm my first job, my first real job, mm -hmm. my uh, uh, my schedule didn't start to eight o'clock. 
So with that being said, I, I'm an early person, so I, I got up at five. So I'd be at the office. Well, actually, I was at the office at five, and I'd do my work. Wow. So it was, uh, then we had to leave at 4.30. 4 mm-hmm. It was 8 to 4.30. So at 4.30, I'm walking out the door. I already did my uh, overtime. But then a rumor went around that Drew never works overtime at 4.30. <laughs> He's out of there. And I'm like, what? You know, so it seemed like to me when you work early, Sometimes people don't even recognize that mm-hmm. because they're not there. Yeah. And so that's what I feel like it's a disadvantage. But I do understand her point. Uh, it is too, but I think I, I think it's shameful that when you go beyond, sometimes it turns into an expectation right. of certain people. I, I had a similar experience, J. Rod. So I was at this job and, and I didn't stay there too long. But my boss kept accusing me of coming in late. And I was trying to explain to him, no, I came in real early. Early. Then I left. <laughs> and when I came back, it was after the time that we start working, you know. But this boss just couldn't understand that concept, so we had to part ways. I don't, I don't, I don't think it works like that, because you show up early, then you can leave, and then come back after start time. No. But I, well, I was trying to convince them I'm really not late. I've been here earlier. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it works like that. But I, 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 am, I am still an early person. I, I still get up with Bruce. I really do. Yeah, that's what I hear every morning. It's very early. But I don't think it works the way that you had it work. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I'm going to see what else I have to say, right? Some okay. more lesson learned? Okay. This yes. is up here. Tell me something a job has taught you that you will never ever forget, no matter what. I'll go first. That I better become a damn entrepreneur. Was that a gunshot? <laughs> <laughs> well, we did that with the hood. <laughs> and yes, it was. It was a good shot. So she okay, so she stopped telling her lessons right off the bat. <laughs> that was a yeah, that was a that was almost like a self-destruction. Self-destruct sequence activated. Because <laughs> she definitely started, heard that gunshot, stopped in the, the mid-sentence. All right, okay, well, we're going to skip that one. Then. Okay. Okay, we understand, we understand, we understand, don't worry. So let's go to the next one. Tell me something a job has taught you that you will never, ever forget, no matter what. All right, some people are going to find this as a really helpful red flag to look out for, and a few others are just going to be pissed off by it. I spent 10 years doing cultural assessments for large organizations, which is essentially where they hire you to say, how are our outcomes being driven by the attitudes of the people in the company? And one of the most consistently toxic attitudes you see out there is likely not what you think. You'll see it first in the job posting. It'll say, we want self-motivated people. Whenever I interviewed like managers or organizations that say, we want self-driven people, I could predict a few things. Like those same people were probably going to complain about turnover and how they couldn't find quality people anymore. Because even the most self-driven people can be rendered completely ineffective in toxic cultures. You gotta wonder if they hired a bunch of self-driven people, why do they even need managers? The place you'll find the most self-driven people are in the companies that talk about teamwork and support. <laughs> Ooh, that was pretty good. And you know, it's funny because that's almost like a standard trait that everybody puts on their resume and people put on their uh, applications. You know, uh, the, the companies put on their applications that they need those kind of people. 
and uh yeah they do they yeah. do but they come to find out but i do i do agree with him i just switched gears on mm-hmm. there quickly but i do agree with him that the companies that seems to be more employee friendly are the ones who always promote teamwork teamwork yeah, yeah. teamwork before uh, because of the i, I switch gears again but mm-hmm. if the team is successful it seems like everybody on the team will get recognized for that instead of that doggy dog world right self-motivated people try to scratch and claw mm-hmm. over and everybody staff co-workers in the back that's and that right. sort of thing that's the warning now warning <laughs> that's a weird warning i never heard that sounds a warning warning <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's more that does not compute does not compute all right i got it i got it but self-motivated people but it's amazing that he said that they end up having high turnover but i did like his comment when he said if you need people self-motivated why do i need leaders or managers yeah <laughs> that was a very good point mm-hmm. You know, there was something else that we talked about, uh, and I don't know if we have that up, but I'm going to try to find out later. But before we do that, we're going to go ahead and recognize our sponsor. And again, we've been playing different tunes for our sponsors. So let's see what we have here. I know that we talked about uh, this one. I haven't heard this one, but I'm going to play it. It's called Ball Out. What a title. Let's hear it. That's what it has to say. Okay, that was a short song. No, no. <laughs> no, I'm going to play it again. Okay, 
All right, we're saying that we're going to go ahead and record ourselves a sponsor. And that is, in fact, is Out the Way Studio. Uh, the owner and uh, operator is King Cat. Uh, first of all, he's uh, appreciate you allowing us to use your studio to do our podcast. We do appreciate that. But also, uh, Out the Way is OTW. They also provide custom t shirts and other apparels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, if you have any interest or want to make an order, just go ahead and email King Cap. And Cap is with a K. It's King, K I N G, Cap, K A P 317 at gmail.com. He's also available for live performances. Oh, that's absolutely right. He is. Uh, in fact, you know, well, it's one thing that gets me KC because he told me that he was going to interview with another podcast. What? Yeah, it's not our podcast. What is going to key cat? Uh, What's up with that? Well, if it's a music-oriented podcast, I'll excuse Well, yeah. But he still owes us one. That's right. He owes one. And I think you're absolutely right. It, it is a, a podcast dedicated to music. Yeah. But who cares? <laughs> he should be on our podcast, barbershop.talk. We'll, we'll have to bring him in here. We need to talk about it. Because, you know, because we, we, we do everything the man asks us to. He said, mm-hmm. play his song. We play him song. You know, we said stick with his sponsor. We stick with his sponsor. But he should have interviewed with us first. Okay, noted. We will have King Cap in here on a future show. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Absolutely <laughs> excellent. All right, then. Oh, hey, I got to talk about our second sponsor, which is 421 Barbershop, which is located here in Indianapolis on Michigan Road, where good things happen to your hair. So if you want something good to happen to your hair, come on in and visit any of us, any of us, any of us, any of our master barber. I think I want to say it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, we are a family-friendly shop. We dedicate our shop to family. So bring it in. So we can do you, if you're 199, to if you are a toddler. I don't care how you look coming in, you're going to look good walking out. You got that absolutely right. I'm going to put a plug into myself. Right? I am a master barber, and I will make certain that you look good when you walk out of 421 Barbershop. Duh, winning. That is absolutely <laughs> right. So again, that's 421 Barbershop, located here in Indianapolis on Michigan Road. You know, KC, I think we need to get some more sponsors. These are our two main sponsors, but we mm-hmm. should be able to get more sponsors. Okay, well, I think we uh, we need to work on that. Hey, and if you listen to the show and you'd like to be a sponsor, contact us, and uh, we'll be glad to Hook you up. Okay, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Well, it looked like we're running a little short on time, but hey, I'm, I want to talk about one other topic that I know I didn't uh, um, tell you I was going to bring this up, but I figured since we got a little time, I want to do so. Okay. Believe it or not, your host J Rod and KC actually hit up with hit the golf course. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> we tore that green up. We had so many holes in it. That we we dug holes in that golf course. I don't think they're going to invite us back. Yeah, they they think they have a bad uh, problem with gophers now. (laughs) (laughs) Man, we we was digging holes, breaking windows, uh, but it was fun. Oh, it was a great time. It was a great time. It was was fantastic. You know, now I do understand now why they say, Ford, does that mean watch out for the ball? Oh, oh, is that when you cut down a tree? Yeah, that, that means watch out for the ball. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, because we were forward on it, forward. We so, was like, 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, because we didn't we'd have a clue where our ball was gonna go. We gotta look everywhere. It was simply an epic fail. Epic fail. But it was a fun epic fail. And let's thank Mr. Logic for his instruction and patience. Yes, in fact, he was very, very patient. Because for a minute, I thought we was going to play a, a different sport. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but it was not that at all. It was golf. I said, J-Rod, take those skates off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was golfing like I was skating because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. But you're absolutely right. Mr. Logic, we do appreciate the invite. It was tons and tons of fun, and we must do it again. All right. With that being said, I guess it's time for us to sign off again. This is J-Rod, and I'm going to sign off. But before I sign off, the only thing I'd like to say is thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We really enjoy having you as our listeners, and we hope that you enjoy our podcast. With that being said, I'm going to turn it over to KC to sign off. Thank you, J-Rod. One other thing I do want to say in regards to things you learn from your job, your uh, your coworkers are just that. They're, they're your colleagues. They are not your friends. Understand the barrier and protect yourself. Uh, I want to thank you for listening to Barbershop.talk podcast. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, Barbershop.talk, available on your favorite podcast platform. Let's have peace in the streets. Be safe, be wise, and be loved. And we say, Go, Go Mob. mob.